on the Spencer's of Pez. Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. <laughs> Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, Farm Boy, it's the Farm Boy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, the man who just got out of the farm, Derek McCall. Yeah, this is Derek McCall, editor-in-chief of FarmBoyPlanet.com. Welcome to What's my... What's .com? It's, a, it's one of those places where you go and you waste a lot of time when you should be working. You mean like the chicken coop? Kinda. Oh, okay. I don't like the way you waste your time there. So to my right is, of course, my fabulous announcer, uh, directly from over the border, Mr. Lon Lopez. Hi. Um, I normally say C, but I'm trying to get my papers. There you go. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of amazed you made it over the wall. Um, well, you know, I like to climb things, but I don't often make it. That's all right. That's all right. And, of course, across from us here uh, guys? is our podcast producer and Moral Compass. They're running the reel-to-reel tape machine. What? Yes, you. He's guys. a real hoot. Uh, you know, he I, is. He's I, a coot. I really hate a hoot. getting... A hoot and a coot. A hoot and a coot. I hate missing... A hoot and a holler, really, is what he is. pre-show... We got a lot of news planning. about uh, corn. We got a lot of corn futures going on today. We got uh, we got to talk about sow bellies. Don't a lot do of, this to lot's me. Lots been happening in sow bellies lately. And what? I spent some time in the chicken coop. That's right. And we got to talk about the county fairgrounds because there's some big doings going on at the county fair. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm really trying to understand what's going on here. I'm being very, excuse me. I, You're being very patient. We I'm, appreciate that, Rick. That's all right. And I spent some time in the chicken coop. That's right. There's way too much plaid in here. Rick's That's, got his citified ways. What's going on? Come on. In. I, not that much with us. What's going are, on with are you? Are we going to talk about comics? TV? You mean like Jeff Dunham? He's one funny. He's <laughs> oh, no, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> well, I like them both. Mm. They're named Jeff. I find them funny. All Jeffs are funny. All Jeffs are funny. That's right. Now I know we're in trouble. Well, all right. Um, trouble, actually. That's the town I was from originally. Oh, I see. Hang on, hang on. I've got it fixed. Here, I'm going to just reset the show. Ready? So, anyways, I, then Alcatraz was on, and I was like, oh, yeah. well, hey, wait, 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 save it, save not- it for until we get to the TV part. Because oh, right now we've got to go to comics. I'm glad, I'm glad everything's. Uh, whoa. What have you guys done to this he place? He really did reset the, pro- <laughs> the <laughs> that's podcast. A, that's amazing. All right, this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. To my right, my announcer. I don't even remember my name anymore. It's so weird. This is Lon Forgetful Lopez. That's right. And across the corner <laughs> is. Uh, Podcast producer and Moral Compass. Yeah. Rick Brett Snyder. That's right. And we are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. Not Deming, New Mexico. And Deming? And I don't know. Oh, not? okay. Greater Tuna. Perhaps. But that might be a copyright violation. That's why we, we stay can't away say from that. It. Well played, Rick. Or we can say Superior Tuna. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got some better com- salmon. We got some comics news. We got some movie news. We got some TV news. We do we? We we got a little, a little bit. Okay, a little, a little bit, bit. A little bit. And we have an entertaining show, though. That's what we're hoping. Uh, we left Rick out of the planning clearly, and mm. we're going to keep on. Yeah, I love that. Uh, but we do want to mention there actually is something going on at the fairgrounds. We want to talk about this on March 10th. Get people kind of excited at the Super Toy and Comic Show, which Lon you have sold toys at. 
I have, have sold. I have bought. I might have even stealed. Stole. Stolen? No, I stealed. Like, oh. I made some steel you there. yourself? You yeah. made himself okay. like a thing of iron. All right. Uh, anyway, on March 10th, uh, so it's like a quarterly show, isn't it? They do it once uh, every three months? Quarterly or triannually? Maybe. There's like one in the they are spring. Different. That is true. One That's in true. the summer and one in the winter. Okay. So, so I think it's only trace. Okay. So, but anyway, March 10th, Saturday, March 10th, there's an early bird entry to get the best toys. $15. More at $15. At uh, 9 a.m. to 10.59, and then 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. is... The show. ...is cheaper to get in. Have you ever gone to the early part? uh, Only when I've been selling. Okay. But I will say this. Mm. There are a lot of early birds that come in there. I was just wondering... Is it good stuff? I think it's just they want to get the hot item, whatever. They have an item in mind, and they're coming for that, and they want to get it before anybody else. Okay. I always show up at the later one, and there's always a tremendously long line because they don't know how to make change, apparently, at the door. <laughs> That's true. And then I get in there, and I, I can't recall that I've bought much of anything in that show. So I'm just wondering if it's worth going in. There have been many things I've wanted to buy, but yeah. I've never had enough cash. That's well, I'll give you a little advice. Yes. If you go between three and four where people are packing up and wanting to go home. They'll make deals. They'll make deals, and uh, you, can, you can do really well. But here's I'd why you might want to come easy. earlier. Oh, okay. So this this here at the Santa Clara County Fairgrounds, which you say is three four four Tully Road in San Jose. The guest of honor on the tenth is Billy D. Williams. Get out of here! I love Achy Breaky Heart. No, that's, that's Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, who's yes. Billy D. Williams? That's Lando Calrissian and oh. the original Harvey Dent. Actually, I think that he would be the first person to play Harvey Dent on film. That's true. And actually, the first person to play Harvey Dent. Period. I don't think Two Face had ever made it into uh, even the cartoons until uh, hmm. Batman: The Animated Series, which is after the Tim Burton Batman film. Interesting. How many times did I was trying to think the other day? How many times did um, Burton direct the Batman film? Two. Twice. Twice. And how many times? What was the actor who he, uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton? How many times? Twice. Twice. And so, which after Keaton did anyone play? Val Kilmer. Did anyone play the role more than twice? No, well, Val no. Kilmer, Christian Bale. Oh no, Christian Bale. Well, that's yeah. it. But Val, Adam uh, West. No, Val Kilmer was in Batman Forever, and then George Clooney took over in Batman and Robin. Right. So and that we, killed the franchise. So, we're but looking, it's not George's fault. Christian it's Bale was going to have the record for having played in full-length feature motion pictures Batman more than anybody else. You're right. That's true because Adam West only has one full-length motion picture, but he certainly played the role Indeed. in many well, more projects. Indeed, we're talking projects. about movies. So, well, I mean, technically, if you count those Challenge of the Super Friends right. TV specials. Those are not movies, though. Oh, okay. But I thought maybe longer And he voiced, it on the anima- he voiced it on two animated series in the 60s and 70s and then voiced it on Super Friends. And Homeboy even went out touring with the costume on. So I think he still <laughs> might. Although Kevin, he still Conroy, Kevin Conroy is pretty... High up there too, but he don't wear the costume out at shopping no, malls. No, okay? he doesn't. No. So I think Adam West might still have the title. Okay. And uh, speaking of his title, there is in fact the Misadventures of Adam West. I got a bone to pick with Blue Water Press. They were behind schedule, so they released issues two, three, one week, and then issue four the next week. This week. Uh, last week was number four. Last week was The four. week before was issues two, two and, three. and three. I remember we were complaining about that last week. I'm c- and still complaining about it. Uh, but I bought them this week, so I will uh, – next week I will tell you if it was worth spending that much money all in one uh, – in one I can't wait to hear. So if we want to meet Harvey Dent, Lando Calrissian, go to the toy store or a toy, toy fair. Show. Toy, toy show. Fair. Super toy and comic show. Come to San March Jose. 10th. 
And while you're here, go to the Mis- Winchester Mystery House and the Rosicrucian Museum. Or, or stop by Comics and Games. Games. 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. You can do a whole loop that way. You or come could. to my apartment. Me and Billy no, will be hanging no. out. No. What? Oh. Drinking Colt 45s. We'll just be hanging out. Uh, Works every time. We have a restraining order against you, Lon. You're not allowed not to invite. Not Billy D. You're not allowed to We've invite the listeners back over. the 40s. But you know what? Let's get to some real important news. We what got do some you fan say? mail, don't we? It's not uncanny. We got fanny mail. From a quasi-fandroid. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? From a comic creator himself. That's right. Uh, and also, before I read this, I'd like to start a new uh, weekly kind of uh, segment we're going to try every week. Uh we're going to do something called the Letter of the Week. Now, those of you that are listening, if you write into the podcast and tell us about a particular thing you liked about the podcast or maybe a book you're following or, or you want missed. us to talk yeah. about or something we missed, anything. could be about anything. You could tell us how much we suck. It doesn't, got, doesn't matter. You will get a prize. Why would you tell us that? So we can make fun of them oh, okay. and correct them that we're not. Why they're wrong. Yes. Okay. Uh, you will get a That's special. That's the American way. Well. Pri- I brought this. Hold on. I had to pull out. The fans can't see it. But you guys can. Where did you oh. get that from? It's a magic blue bag. It is. It's a free comic book. It's sparkling bag. Was like that a vampire. I think it was. What? No. This is a giant. I'm, we're calling this the giveaway swag bag. And uh, for a letter of the week, I will reach into the bag mm-hmm. and pull out some plum. Something special. Wow. No. Something special from it to yeah, give. Let's try it. Let's like for now. Just pull something out. All right. Let's what, see. What, what could they possibly win? It's a human head. Oh, well, that wasn't supposed to be in there. We'll see. It's uh, so this week it'll be. It's a Toki Doki action. Uh, what do they call these action figures? What well, are these? Little, well, they're Toki Doki figures. Oh, look! It's Mister Fantastic. He's adorable. It's very cute. You it's can like hang a, it on your cell phone or like your a cell phone charm. or a zipper. Charn. So whoever wrote in this week's Mr. letter Fantastic, of the week. Mr. Fantastic, tugging on your zipper all oh, day long. Wow. So, oh, Rick, that's just not your wheelhouse. So let's get hoodie. to it. Yeah. So this week's letter comes to us from the exalted. Is that the right word? Exalted. It could be. I don't the know. Exalted what are you, you telling me you're going Sean for? Sean Arnold, or as we like to call him, Arnold. Oh, I was going to say something else. Well, All right. He likes to be called. It started with shh. He likes to be called Sharnold. He likes to be called Super Sharnold. Here's the letter. No, he's just Sharnold these Is days. Is he just Sharnold? He dropped the Super. Oh. All right, I'm going to do it in Sharnold's voice. He's been in LA voice. a while. I guess so. This will be in Sharnold's voice. Here we go. Hey, guys. I finally caught up. That's what he sounds That's like, right? Not no, that is not like. what he sounds like. All right, I'll just read it. There's a lot more enthusiasm when he speaks. I'll that just read it in my... And a little happy. clearer. All right, yes. I'll just read it in my normal voice. Not so okay. much like a tranny. Hooker. Hey, guys. Yeah. I finally... Oh, wait, okay. Hey, guys. I finally caught up on, caught up on the podcast. That sounds more like him. Which yes. included listening to your Christmas special. Yes. And I just wanted to say a few things, period. A, colon, Derek... Your son is so... One, two, three, four. So cute. He should become a regular winky smiley face. That's disturbing. Number two. I'm sending this in to Sandpaper. So that At fanboyplanet.com. So that forevermore, you can no longer say that Lon has never... That's all caps. Gotten an email here. Why, thank you. And Z... <laughs> See what he did there? I do. Yeah. He's one of those intellectual comedy types. Z. He's no carrot top. I really love Justin's review of Skyrim. Oh, Have yeah. any of you been playing Knights of the Old Republic? No. 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 I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. No. No. I want to play it, but it costs uh, too much money at the moment. That's all for me. Hope all it- is well with you. Have a happy day. 
I think honestly that uh, Anna's husband is uh, Eric. Eric playing is playing it, and he and I spoke at the last party here at Elusive about maybe having him write a review. Maybe we could get him on. And, yeah. Well, they're doing their own podcast. Wow, that's okay. The devil, you say? They are. Don't listen to them. They need our help anyway. Well, thank you, Super cool. Charnel, and congratulations on being our letter of the week. Here's your Toki Doki. If you'll oh. just uh, send us your mailing address, I will send that right over to you. Thank Related you to that, we also got some uh, little notes on the written review of Skyrim on Facebook. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. Who wrote it. Yeah, I posted it on my Facebook that Justin had done it, and a bunch of people wrote back saying how much they enjoyed the article. So there's a longer version, much longer. I didn't realize how long that was until I saw it up on the site um, of the Facebook review. So, And he's going to start doing more reviews. Sure. Let's, there we go. Let's talk comics, shall we? Uh, of course. No. Oh, wait, we you. can. Lon has got something to kind of spice things up tonight. Wow. I do, and uh, this is... I know, gonna, more so than usual. Yeah. I'm just going to pepper the podcast. Spicy Ooh, pepper. Say that again. I'm just going to pepper, pepper the, the podcast. Pepper the podcast. Pepper the podcast. Mm-hmm. Or I'll Weird. say it like an Italian. A pepper the podcast. What? Or, I can say that because I'm Italian. Oh, that's right. Anyway, somewhere in there. Uh, Next to the Navajo. I was cleaning, like a gumbo. I was cleaning out my uh, closet... Yes, just like Michael Jackson, and um, basically, what? what doesn't he have a song? Clean up. Then the he closet? looked at the man in the mirror. He might have. I don't know. That's I think more, so. That's more. It was like newer age. That's more maybe modern day. Sure. Anyways, and I found this game called. And some of you gamers out there, I know we sometimes get some crossover listeners from Garrett's Gaming and what was it? Gastro, geekiness, and gastronomy, gastronomical distress. Uh, Garrett's games so and gastronomical. You might have heard of this game. It's called Comic Crusades, the game of comic book trivia. Uh oh. So I thought it'd be kind I of fun. Problems. Right now, Doug is screaming at his <laughs> at his iPad, iPod. Yeah. I thought it would be kind of fun because he just does board games, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he would never. Yeah, this is a board game. This is from where I just pulled oh, the questions oh, the, out. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's like a Trivial Pursuit for just comics. For comic nerds. There we go. Now, I looked at some of these questions. Sounds they may be a little too easy for us, but I'm going to bring them out anyway. Okay. Okay. Uh, and just throughout the show, if there's a right. low point, I'll just be like, trivia, and we'll try it. All right. You're going right. to decide where the low points are, right? Right. Now, those of you listening. Anytime at, Derek's making an important point. In the middle of any British review. Now. Those for those that are I listening. Got British. Okay, good. For those that are listening at home, we are going to take a three second pause. So let the the listeners at home guess before us before we ruin Fair it. Enough. There you go. I so they can play idea. along. Yes. All right. So here we go, listeners at home. Are you ready? Here's your first trivia question of the night. In 1965, what was the name of the superhero that recruited Nick Fury to take over an international espionage organization? Is it? A, no, 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 no. There's on here. I can, sure, but that's not... Okay, all right. They get to choose. Oh, okay, you want them to let them... What were you going to say? Okay, for, well, for no, five I'd points, say, guess I'd say, now. I'd say, yeah, I mean, guess now. It's like, yes, I see that it gives options, but what kind of... Ch- let's make it more challenging for us. Oh, okay. Don't offer those options. Oh, okay, so you, well, I'm just... For the people I mean, I already home. know the answer. Yeah. You do? I do. Okay. Yep. Is it A, Iron Man, B, Punisher, or C, Captain America? Go. A, cat, it's Iron Man. Iron Man. Let's take a look on the back. It says, I don't know where the answer is. Hold on, wait. Um, oh, it's it's underlined right here. Iron Man. Got it. Ah. 
But oh, actually, that's a bad, on the front and back. That's a bad question because he never appears in that story as Iron Man. He's, oh, he's Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Okay. Yes. But it says here what was like the, the name that, of the superhero. Right, right. I know. But I'm saying in that story, which was in uh, reprinted in Son of Origins of Marvel Comics. But originally in Tales of Suspense? Tales of Suspense. But that's. But I'm saying my pedigree with that is that that was one of the couple of trade paperbacks before I even had that phrase in my vocabulary. Uh. That I read over and over and over, and I think my copies of those books disintegrated. <laughs> Interesting. All right, well, you think you're so smart? Answer the back of this card. Okay. Who was the first supervillain Spider-Man faced in the Amazing Spider-Man comic book issues? First supervillain. The first supervillain. I believe I know. I'd only have. To, I'd only be able to guess. All right, Derek. Derek chimed in. What's your guess? The chameleon. Rick, do you have a counter offer? Question, answer. Do you have a counter answer? Before I heard that, I was going to say electro, but it might be a chameleon. You, listeners at home, if you answered the vulture, you were correct. Oh, the vulture. We both got scooped. The vulture. Uh, it's two stories in the first issue. Well, I. I don't, even know that's, I don't even know that's on the cover. Amazing Spider-Man, not number one. No, 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 not no Amazing no. Fantasy. No, Amazing yeah. Fantasy number fifteen has no supervillain. Gotcha. Right. Or was later called the Burglar. But, uh, yeah. but Amazing Spider-Man number one had two stories, and that is the Vulture on the cover, so, and then on the cover it also see? says, and he faces the Chameleon, and that's comics trivia is fun. It now is. let's move on. Okay, <laughs> we shall. So speaking of these, we just had Amazing Spider-Man number one, and Marvel has released a trade paperback today that I want to talk about called Marvel Firsts, the 1970s, reprinting first issues uh, or first appearances, because not all first issues, of solo features of several characters from from the 70s. 70s. Um, Things like the Beast. And the team. Which team? I didn't see. Defenders. The Defenders? Okay. Um, So... I, I saw that there's uh, Adam Warlock in there. There's and actually, it's not the first appearance of Adam, of Adam Warlock. No, because he's him in Thor. But right. still, um, his first appearance as Adam Warlock, and his first, and then the first appearance of the Beast as a solo, uh, or as the blue skinned or the gray skinned Beast. Right. It's the furred. The beast. origin of his fur. Yes. <laughs> the origin of his fur, which was like actually, that. and they're not actually spelling it F U R S T S, which is actually noteworthy mm. because in that in that story, Hank was trying to undo his mutation, right? Just like X Men First Class, which many right. years later he was trying to prevent that from happening, right? Other people doing, but yes, right. That was they borrowed that from X Men First Class, yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, or for X Men First Ghost Class. Rider, first appearance of Ghost Rider, uh, Werewolf by Night. Monster Frankenstein. Wait, was Werewolf by Night J. Jonah Jameson's kid? No, no. that's Manwolf. Manwolf. Yeah. Okay, I always get this confused. Um, it's uh, Jack Russell. Power Man. Power Man. Yes. Yep. Okay. Oh, Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. It's it's you flip through that book, and there are a lot of good stories. And it's now are these reprints the or the redoings? Reprints. No, reprints. Okay, okay. But see, this is my question. You flip through that, and they're all first issues, and of course, uh, still sitting on the on the shelf here at Elusive Comics and Games, two seventy five Elkhorn Hills, one four in Santa Clara, California. Uh, is the DC New 52 hardback mm-hmm. for 150 bucks mm-hmm. that has all of the 52 first issues, and I don't think that that's a great deal because that's it's not because it's first issues that are all stories to be continued. But this so, is because a lot of them are. I mean, there are very few of these stories that 
that have let me, a let me grab it. continued yeah. part of it. Mm-hmm. The Adam Warlock probably is one of the ones that is most continued because it's it a large part of that just it ends up being like where'd the character come from and reprising where the uh, where oh get out of here the first appearance of Hellcat of the cat a clause of the cat not Hellcat it's not actually um, it's uh, it's Greer Greer Grant or, oh Grant it's not, not Patsy, Patsy Walker yeah mm. uh, first appearance of Kill Raven yep I'll Kill Raven with uh, Neil Adams art uh, first appearance of Shanna the She Devil. Oh, there's a. I didn't realize this is a 1960s one too. And there's a lot of covers. I did not see that. There are a lot of covers I in there of books that. that also appeared that aren't in that in that. The uh, uh, first appearance of Outlaw Kid. I do, uh, I do not know the Outlaw uh, Kid. The first solo story of the Inhumans. The first solo story of the Black Widow. Ah, uh, the first Man Thing. First that Black Red Widow Wolf. series was really good. That was in Astonish. Uh, that was in Astonishing Tales. The one that was. Uh, there were two about that time. One was Doctor Doom and. Um, I am going to say that out of this, there is one feature that I have never heard of before. Combat Which? Kelly? Gunhawks. Yeah, it was a black familiar. and white, uh, um, if I remember correctly, it was a black and white Western duo. Oh, I, did, black guy and a white I, I have heard of Combat Kelly mm-hmm. yeah, and, Combat and Kelly. the Deadly Dozen. Uh, in the Which story, had a little bit of a... Stop the Luftwaffe, win the war. And uh, Tomb of Dracula number one is reprinted in yep. here. Uh, so yeah, so which even stuff. even in that that's a it's a pretty complete story that leads yeah. into the rest of a great series. Um, you look at uh, this is look at these pages. the reprint's pretty clean. Man. It's very clean. Really it's clean. not on it's not on the slickest of papers, but it's definitely been um, cleaned up a little bit digitally, and then uh, looks great, on, very good, it does very look good. good. And Mike Plug, I, I just love Mike Plug's work, and he's four of the stories. He's Ghost Rider, Werewolf by Night, Tomb of Dracula, yeah. and. Uh, Somebody else. Who's I the first now. appearance in that book? Lil Pals? Little Pals. Little Pals. No, it's Lil. Lil. Lil Pals uh, with fun-filled animal antics, but I don't think the story is in here. But still, uh, yeah, some features I'd never seen. And that. Uh, and how much does that book cost? That's a good question. That book is $30. That's, you know, for the size of that it's book. It's thick. It's thick. It's and a good read. And look how vibrant these colors are. This really color is really beautiful. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually tempted into buying that. No? And that's guy? that's just volume one. They've got another that's volume advertised in the back oh, that's of that. The Dracula. That's the Dracula. Looks like uh, Stephen Strange almost. Almost. But, uh, who is there as part of the Defenders. So uh, that's a pretty good. That's a first, has the first Defenders in there? Yeah. yeah. Oh. First Defenders. It was Beast, Beast, I think, was also done by Plug. That's a pretty cool book if you're into, like, nostalgia Marvel. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. What else we got there, uh, D-Man? Uh, I want to say that Vertigo, uh, I thought I was going to cover this because uh, also on the sense a hardcover graphic novel by Douglas Roshkoff, the uh, noted futurist. Roshkoff the Rush, Roshkoff, uh, who's a noted futurist and sci-fi writer, uh, has a graphic novel called ADD, the Adolescent Demo Division, about a future in which uh, kids are being kind of programmed to have a- ADD. Uh, by advertisers to make sure that they are still kind of staying focused. And, and he has this theory that maybe AD, the actual ADD is... A government conspiracy? Uh, no, is actually a defense against how much people want us to um, pay attention to their products and their corporate message and all this thing. And ADD is actually uh, a defense... Fighting it off? Is fighting it off. Interesting. So it's an interesting idea. Now, I've dealt with hmm. children with ADD, and yes. I don't think it has anything to do well, I, you know, it's a, it's a thought. Maybe it's okay. a, he's saying it's evolution. Why not entertain the idea? It probably makes for an entertaining story. Maybe. Sure. I'm sure, sure. you can play with that. Sure. 
Um, but let him try to run but, a classroom but, full of them. Well, but his point is that you know uh, the diagnoses of that have gone have shot way up. We've got kids, more kids on medication than ever before, mm. and that's just to sell drugs. Well, well it actually is. Mm. It actually is being abused by a lot of kids who don't have it. And you know what? I my generation missed that. So thanks. Yeah. Oh, I'd what like you, to be what sedated. Did have, what did your generation do? We got uh, what do you call it? Uh, diabetes. So yeah, they, that's what we got. Um, and AIDS. No. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about another trivia question? No. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right. Give us another trivia question. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Listeners at home, if you're playing along, start your engines. Since you killed my buzz with that. Okay, that's stupid. That one was way too easy. All right, here we go. Ooh, this might be a hard one. Okay. This is a good one for for without giving the answers yet. Okay. All right, listeners at home, get ready for your Fanboy Planet trivia question of the minute. All right, here we go. Which comic book featured the introduction and origin of Spider-Man's alien costume? Go. Oh, I know this one. I know the title. I don't remember which issue. You got to know the issue. Got to know the issue. No Googling at home. Only play if you're a true fanboy. I will hazard a guess at the number. All right, here we go. Who has? Who's going to take it first? All right, Derek's going to well, chime both in. Know, we both know it's oh, we can uh, say one, two, three. Secret, Secret Wars. Wars number seven. I'm going to go for four. The correct answer is Secret Wars number eight. Oh, number eight. You were closer without going over. Oh, it's true. I would win if this one price is right. But however, that is actually also well introduction and origin. It's not the introduction because the introduction. Was if you recall the way Secret At the Wars the end was of number seven? Up, no, uh, was the way Secret Wars was set up is that one the one issue of Spider Man he there was like this big arena in Central Park and he went into it and the next issue he came back and on the cover of that of of that Amazing Spider Man he was in the black costume and it said the rumors you've heard are true and then months later in Secret Wars number eight they got to actually introducing. Having Spider-Man in the black costume, wow. but he, he was is wearing it. He was wearing it for several months in the regular. But this Spider-Man doesn't book. say the first appearance. This says the introduction, introduction and, and origin. Yes, that's true. It is worded. Right. Now I couldn't give you this last one because it says Daredevil okay. is known as the Man Without, and it goes sight, fear, <laughs> or sound. So I don't know if you can have the Man without, without sound. Scruples. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But there you go. All right, back to the okay. podcast. Back to the podcast. Uh, also uh, coming out just because I I really liked the first volume of this gra- graphic novel series. I've been waiting for this sequel for a while because it's a great kids book. Uh, Polly and the Pirates by Ted Nife. Local uh, guy. Local guy up in San Francisco. And uh, so the second volume of that called Mystery of the Dragonfish is out from uh, Oni Press today. And uh, I think it, if, if you haven't read his that and his Courtney Crumrin series, they're great yeah, comics Courtney. for all ages. Featuring female protagonists, gonna you know teen or tween girl protagonists really, so kind of one of those books that's filling in that un- really underserved demographic. And, and last week or two weeks ago, I got one from a publisher NBM, or no, from Paper Cuts actually. They I think they use the same publicist, Paper Cuts called Dance School. So absolutely not for like um, middle aged men, but I happen to have a twelve year old daughter, and so they sent it to me, and I had her read it. And said it was great. It's like each page was its own little subplot within this oh, overall plot. So it was like Sunday comics pages. Now, were these published off. as separate issues or and then I don't as a know. trade? Or I don't know because, you know, story? Oni is kind of spotty. You don't always see hmm. um, individual issues. But uh, 
But if you are looking for uh, something to get, you know, a, a, a basically maybe a, a teenage girl or you know the so-called young adult readers or yeah. female into comics, here's a great one here: Polly and the Pirates, Volume Two. But you go back and get Polly and Pirates Number One. And I'd also say again, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Paper Cuts, which is trying to really get those younger audiences that are doing the Tales from the Crypt rerun uh, redo. Um, which is really popular with kids. The Hardy Boys, they have Nancy Drew, and then they came up with this little hardbound thing. Now, wait, you're going to think I'm doing a bit here, but didn't they do this a long time ago at Marvel with the kids line? Didn't they have a Pauly and the Pirates uh, I don't believe so. title? Um, Wasn't I, there a title of something in the Pirates? There might have been, but I don't remember because the only thing I remember from, from that was Planet Terry. Um, and then they had oh, Thundercats. Terry. Was it Terry and the Pirates? No, no. no. Terry and the Pirates <laughs> is a famous comic strip from the 30s and 40s. Right. By oh, Nathan okay. No. Um, I, okay. Maybe that's I, yeah, what I was I, thinking. I don't know. Then. Maybe that's what you were thinking. But so I you know put this uh, this uh, Pauly and the Pirates at a tween kind of level? Well, I think it's adult? appropriate for. I, okay. That's what I'm looking for. I think you can you can uh, read it and still enjoy at, at any age what a true all-ages all book should be. But um, Okay. Oh, it's just he did Gloom Cookie at the beginning, which I would definitely say is young uh, young that adults. Nifey did Nifey did the first uh, X number of issues of Gloom Cookie, and then the, and the someone else took over. It. Okay, and I don't I didn't remember. I that. would put Courtney Crummond into the probably all ages accessible. So, but this one looks a little bit younger. Well, but I've read it. It's a it's a yeah. good it's a good like a girl from ten to thirteen, and that's what the tween okay. really is. Because yeah, okay. believe me, they turn ten, they start identifying themselves as tween as po- soon as they possibly can. Yeah, okay, that so, way you can read Twilight at school. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, yeah, you're writer that you know, and I hate that. Hi. Uh, okay. No, I knew I was right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but Marvel is actually relaunching their all ages line after having canceled all their all ages books. Trivia question. What was the name of that line? Do we remember? Marvel Adventures. No, even before that. Wasn't it called like Star Comics? Star Comics. Comics. Okay. Well, that was like in the 80s. Yeah, oh, Star okay, Comics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they've always tried to do, at, at, you know, like they had a Hanna-Barbera line for a while. Did they? Marvel did? In the 70s, yeah. Hmm. They licensed it. I had the first couple issues of like Flintstones Great and Bape. Scooby-Doo. It was Marvel Laugh, uh, or it was Hanna-Barbera Laugh Olympics they did. So that was where Great Bape Aww. came in. So um, Mark Evanier wrote a lot of those issues. Hmm. And um, Laugh Olympics. Yeah. So how do you win at that? You don't. Oh. You don't get a medal? No. Oh. Uh, but anyway, Dan Slott, I got a gold uh, medal writing the Laugh Ra- Amazing Spider-Man book, is going to be writing the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man book for this because the, the all-ages books they're doing are based on their animated series. So an Avengers book. It's... Don't they already have an Avengers book? <laughs> they like, canceled their all-ages, their Marvel Adventures Avengers or? book. Yeah. And so now they're Everybody doing... was like saying it was so good, and then they canceled it? Yeah, just like Thor the Mighty Avenger was a great book for all ages, the Roger hmm. Langridge series, and then they just... Well, their marketing guys are looking at all this and saying... Yeah, and it's Disney, it and Disney wants to, and, you know, yeah. yeah, because they're looking at it as a, as a transmedia property. They're not so caring so much about anything on the on the stands that's truly... Uh, <laughs> they're not dedicated to a continuity of... <laughs> no. No. All right. No. Cool. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Lon, you uh, I read a book. made a note here that you read a comic that uh, we well, haven't mentioned here before. I, I so tell me what a, it was. I picked up a book last week that I don't think you guys have covered yet okay. or talked about. Yeah. And uh, I really, I think it kind of slipped in under the radar, and I really uh, enjoyed it, and I wanted to talk about it a little well, bit. Well, it's always exciting when you've read. Yeah, yeah. So I picked up this book called The Twelve, 
Uh-huh. And um, really? I just, I really liked it. I was surprised because I was like, God, this seems like a book that you guys would totally have read. Are those separate right. issues or a graffic novel? I'm, I'm surprised because 12 is higher than you usually count. Well, I only have six fingers. Right. I know. So, and they're webbed. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I uh, picked up this book called The Twelve, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I thought really we should tell the fans about it at home because it's really good. Well, please illuminate the subject yes. matter. Um, I don't know. It's about like some guys, and there's twelve of them, and they they're heroes so or like something. Apostles? So it's like three hundred on a budget. No, they're not. They're not like warrior gladiators or anything. No, I'm kidding. Anyways. Uh, but to, to uh, tie it all back together, taking your guys' advice about the 12 and finally yes. picking it up and reading it. So did you buy that trade paperback? I bought the, the trade that we talked about last week. Yeah. Tore into it. Found it really hard to put down. Uh, and now I'm like you guys and clamoring for the next six. Right. So there's going to be a 7-8 uh, double printing you know, in, in one issue and then a 9-10 and then we'll get 11-12. Seven, eight, it's the but I'm going to wait until I yeah. get the next six in a book, okay. in a trade. Okay. So that means I'm waiting for hell to freeze over is what you're telling me. No, uh, not quite. It's supposed to it, – it is How done. far did they get? They got as far as – Eight. Eight. So – That's why the, the double print reprint. Right. So seven, eight, and okay. then and they're going to go nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And Chris Weston, the artist, has confirmed that he is done. It is It is done. So they're just well. Then, then I, I'm as a th- as, as a third man on this tripod, need to add to that. The twelve needs to be published and put out and not forgotten because it's a damn good story. Because I told you, in the middle of Civil War, when they launched that, that was like that was the best book Marvel had. It was yes, great. It was. Yeah, I did not like the fact that it was referencing Civil War, but because I, I didn't know it came out during that, because I hate that storyline, but. It makes sense in the overall, and and it only, it's only out. tangential. I mean, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah, events reminder. are there. It's mentioned in the boom, and then that just there's so up. many things going on. It, I mean, it's reminiscent of like say Watchmen or the Golden Age or you know that kind of stuff. But I still enjoyed it. Well, we love stories like that. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, that's See, which is another. Color. That's a great trade paperback if you can find it. The Golden Age, that James Robinson book, mm-hmm. and so there's that. Mm. In fact, a lot of the you know the buzz we mentioned last week in the New Fifty Two book, and I don't think we did actually talk about the creative teams that one of the new new 52 books is uh, Earth 2 by James Robinson and Nicholas Scott and so if you want to see how James Robinson will just go crazy left to his own devices with the so with the World War 2 superheroes the Justice Society of America pick up the golden age with uh, I think it's Paul Smith was the one who did the art and that is maybe yeah. that is just one heck of a great story, and one of those that the DC kind of vaguely retconned some of the carryovers because they liked the concepts he put forth into that. And as you can tell from reading the Shade too, James Robinson just loves the Golden Age heroes. He really, really has an affinity, for and them. he does great with them. And he, absolutely. And then one last little parting quickie. Yeah, uh, I took advantage. Quickie. I took advantage of the store's fifty uh, percent off policy and bought. Another DC crossover trade. Uh-oh. Uh, piggybacking on the whole Millennium thing. Okay. And I picked up Invasion. I remember Invasion. Uh, I don't remember who wrote it, but Keith Todd Gippen. McFarlane did a Keith lot of Gippen. it. And let's just say that I was really hoping to cl- like wash the taste of Millennium out of my mouth <laughs> with Didn't Invasion. Work, did no. Dude. Oh, God, no. Uh, That's like washing the taste of garlic out with onion. It was like the one-two punch of suck is what it was. It was like... 
I was reeling, and wow. then I tried to get up, and then I took an uh, invasion of the face. You just named the podcast. You know, All the right. One-two punch of suck. Yeah. Rick, we do want people to stumble across our podcast <laughs> and actually listen to it. Yes. Not describe us that way. All I know is the first, like, half of that book is just lo- aliens, like, standing next to each other and talking about how they're going to, you know, take over the... It was. If, if people uh, don't remember that... That crossover. Oh, I do. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of our listeners don't. Uh, what the what the lucky, MacGuffin lucky was people. that basically all the alien races in the DC universe that were villains in the books just realized that the one thing they all had in common was they hated superheroes from Earth. No, no. They they realized that all that Earth had a high percentage of superpowered beings coming from them, and that potentially. The planet itself posed a threat to the rest of the universe, so, and that it needed to be stopped. Yes, which in a sense could be an interesting plot if done the right way. Storyline lifted by Doctor Who decades later. Yes, actually okay. it was. Yes, okay. Well, we're going British, so you're going to get a trivia card. Now. <laughs> sure, uh, but uh, yeah. So basically, and it, it had the potential. I don't see this thing. I wasn't collecting at the time, so maybe the side books were more exciting. The Animal Man book was good. The Animal Man issue, but that was Grant Morrison writing, and he managed to, as Grant Morrison always did in all those crossovers, somehow made it all make sense within the context of what he was writing. Well, that whole thing was so boring and hard to read and not exciting, didn't have any kind of fun, uh, like, resolution or anything. It was, I just... And it does make you, if you had that, that one-two punch, Millennium, um, uh, Invasion, wow. and then there was that, a, a, the one that really was horrible, Blood, blood Pack... Blood Pact, um, oh. where there's, all these aliens came and they were going to spawn on Earth by sucking the blood out of people, and that's how we got Hitman was like the only really good out of that. But it does make you think about the psyche of people on Earth DC, Earth mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. They survive, uh, first of all, realizing that almost every other person on Earth is secretly a manhunter. That's mm-hmm. the first uh, mm-hmm. the first crossover. And then an all-out total war on humanity, and then pretty much forget about it. Everything's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, that's because then the crisis came. Or wait, that was way yeah. after. That was crisis. way after crisis because crisis was the first event that really proved. Hey, if you have this year-long crossover, people will buy everything. Mm. Now, did crisis mind wipe everybody afterwards? Yes. No one remember because basically, and it rewrote history. The problem with with crisis editorially was Marv Wolfman's intent was. That in issue 12, they wake up, it's a brand new planet. Everybody who had actually been up there through issue 11 was dead, mm. except for Superman of Earth 2, Lois Lane, Alexander Luther, and Superboy of Earth Prime. Mm-hmm. They were they should have been the only people that truly remembered mm. what had happened, and they walked out of continuity. Mm-hmm. And, but, but no one at DC could agree if we were really starting over. So then you have like Invasion where you it's revealed that, oh, the Thanagarians are part of the invasion, which means that the guy who's claimed to be Cater... Katar Hall has actually been claiming to be Carter Hall, or he's actually a traitor because he's an evil Thanagarian sleeper agent, and that's what happens in the Animal Man book. And it's like, and they couldn't, and but Crisis had wiped out that original version of Hawkman, so it was all very, very confusing as to what was going on. So, never mind. It it just gets horrible. It just got confusing, and yeah. I bought all of them. Yeah, well, I got oh. them all collected, and let's just say... Yeah, it was. I, I was begging for an alien invasion while I was reading it. So. Okay, okay. Well, why don't you pull out one of those? Uh, All right, let's, uh, players at home, get ready. 
because here comes your trivia question of the minute. Was a peace train coming? Um, no, those are too easy. I'll, I'll give them real fast. Uh, who did Spider-Man's alien costume, costume bond with? Uh, besides Peter Parker, Eddie Brock. Yeah. yeah. And the superhero Daredevil has what disability? Uh, poor fashion sense. Those are yeah. too easy. Yeah. No, I can't. Everything's red. These are too easy. Oh, and another Eddie Brock one. Wow, Venom must have been really popular when this book came, when this game came yeah. out. Okay, this might you might this All actually right. it's too easy now. Amazing Spider-Man three hundred. Were there any other books published besides Daredevil and Amazing Spider-Man? Maybe I just picked. You know, I shuffled it. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man three hundred featured the first full appearance of which villain? Of which villain? The first full appearance <laughs> oh. of which villain? Because his hand had only been in the Yes, that's actually true. I'm, I'm trying to think. Derek chimed in first. Venom. That is correct. It uh, is Venom. Because the first time he appeared, his hand pushed Peter onto the subway tracks. Uh, yeah. And that's how Peter knew that whoever whoever the villain was, his spider sense couldn't, couldn't sense him. Sense I actually him. believe that the end of 299, he has a one little panel. But would it be maybe if not full body or something? Yeah, but shadowed. It, it, but it's yeah. first full appearance. And Tom McFarlane drew it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's simple. See if you can find a question that is not Spider-Man or Daredevil All right. Related. I'll look. Especially if it's all, Daredevil's thought, blind. What problems does that cause him? <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is, is I thought there were other. A yellow and red costume originally. Yes. Um, oh, okay. Here, I've got. See, these were all like Marvel-centric, but I found one. Here, we're going to stop. Just We're going to do this last one because oh, this, this might it, be up Rick's alley. Is it an Archie MLJ question? Yeah. Okay. This Rick will know this one. Players of Sing Home. This is for our sci-fi listeners at home. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. How many issues? Uh, oh, this is a comic. Yes. How many issues were in the series Star Wars Splinter of the Mind's Eye? They did a comic adaptation of it. How many issues... We're in that miniseries. I really don't remember. Dark Horse did it. It doesn't say what company did no, it. No, but I'm pretty no sure. No extra was, points. I'm pretty sure it was Dark Horse. You sure Marvel didn't do an adaptation I'm where they owned it? Almost, Listeners at home are going crazy right now. No Googling. I am 90% positive that uh, Marvel did not adapt. Pretty sure it was Dark Horse. I'm going to say two. Derek? I'm going to say they went for a trade paperback and did six. You're both wrong. The correct answer is four. Oh. Uh, four. It was a four issue. Thank you, Dark Horse. Taking only as long as you needed. Yeah. I was going to say, it's uh, it's, it's not a big deal. I just remember getting that novel and, like, the the few hardcore Star Wars geeks in junior high would, like, read from it at lunch. Aloud? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my. It was. (laughs) Did somebody do the sound effects? Um, I don't want to out the the <laughs> girls that I hung out with that were totally Luke and Leah, what we'd now call Luke and Leah shippers, but they kept rereading the death scene and shippers? squealing. Worshippers. They, oh, wanted, they wanted, they believed, they, or relationshippers, okay. that they should be, uh, you know, because that's, that's because that's before it was revealed that they were brother and sister. Yes. So it actually has, How embarrassing. it has a romance scene when, or, or Luke confesses his love after he thinks that Darth Vader has killed Leah. Uh-huh. Which one is this? Splinter Mind's Eye. I remember that. Yeah. Alan Dean Foster. And Luke got a rob- robotic arm in that book. Yes. Mm. And because that was already planned that he was going to lose something. Yeah. You know, something. Well, because Alan, Alan Dean Foster, who also actually wrote the original he novel. ghosted the novel. Ghosted the novel that George Lucas got the credit pen name for. But the Alan, original Star Wars. The original Star Wars novel, but uh, or Journal of the Wills. Um, 
and that's what it says inside. It's never referenced again in any mm-hmm. other Star Wars thing, but it, mm. it says it's an excerpt from the Journal of the Wills. And um, that Splinter of the Mind's Eye was like the the plot outline of what they thought would be the sequel if he couldn't get enough money to make Empire Strikes Back. So it was meant to be cheap, fewer characters. That's why Han and Chewbacca really aren't in it. Because mm. a sense that basically who was going somewhere? Harrison Ford. He was going to be too expensive for Empire mm. for um, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Switch it up a little bit. Yeah. So let's talk movies. We just talked about Star Wars there, and that's okay. Star Wars. Good uh, transition. Phantom Menace 3D is coming. Uh, but another one. The Oscar nominations came out this week. Any excitement here? Wait a minute. Have we talked about Phantom Menace 3D? Or is that why we do? Do I want to? I don't want to. I don't. You don't want to. I mean, what's going to be the advantage? I mean, it's the Phantom Menace in 3D. Yeah. Talk about what did you say? One two three suck. Uh, no, one, it's two, a one two, two punch. Su- one two one, punches two, suck. Punch. Punches suck. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh great! Now it's in three D. Yeah. And they, although actually, okay, we'll talk about this because if you have if you go and you get the there's like ten cities across the country that they're having this big big opening night event. If you go and see it on IMAX. In 3D. Max Rebo's going to be playing live? And there's going to be oh. an exclusive Lego kit that everybody gets. Uh, there's like a cool giveaway and a, not an action figure, but some little collectible. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, Do you have to watch the movie to get it? Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're not going to give it. So you just keep paying and paying. But we're talking, I mean, honestly, like, look, I saw it in the yes. theaters twice. Yes. Um, and I did too. Well, because I, I, I took nieces and nephews. Like, yeah. I saw it on opening day, and then I took nieces I and nephews. I didn't believe it was that bad the first time. And and then that was pretty much it. And I and I think I watched it. I don't it. hate it as much as you guys. I watched it on DVD with – well, but you're also much younger. No, it has nothing to do with that. I just – there were aspects I could forgive the other parts. Okay. Metachlorians. Yeah, I could forgive that because I really thought, hey, here's a movie where I'm actually seeing Jedi's kick ass. Oh, that is true. And I thought Darth Maul was a great character. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But – uh, the point I, I, I would make is here, in, in most of these 3D IMAX screens, you're talking spending 18 to 20 bucks yep. to see a movie that we already know. Even if George Lucas does something to alter it, as I think he has, I'm not sure. Again. But he has again. I've heard he's recast uh, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. No, as, he's not in the second. Oh, my God. No, no, as the guy uh, who they took out of the first Return of the Jedi. What was his name? Sebastian Shaw or whatever. Sebastian Shaw, yeah. They've replaced Good. him digitally Good memory. as uh, Anakin Skywalker in this one. So you're going to be watching and going, what's this old man doing playing a little kid? Playing the eight-year-old kid. I would think that would be hilarious. And you're going to go, technology. It's amazing. Um, so, But yeah. as he said, I mean, the first three now, the episodes one, two, and three, yes. were all digitally and uh, digitally constructed. Right. So I'm assuming they're going back to the original models to create the 3D effects. The, I would the, hope. The computer models. Yeah, not just do the, That's true. That's but are, they going, are they hoping to then do four, five, and six as well? Yes. I hope so. Because uh, those, they don't have the same kind of resources. They don't have those were. What are you shot. talking about? They have ILM. Yeah, yeah they can create anything. Oh, perhaps. Yeah. Magic. Have you seen the the the? Uh, there's there's this great uh, two part bitmap on the left hand side. It's got the old picture of George Lucas yeah, with all yeah. the models all around yeah. him and stuff. On the right hand side, it's got current George Lucas in front of a green screen. Green, yeah, I saw that, and it's been all over Facebook. And I I thought it was funny, but yeah, it's sad. Those things hurt me. Yes. 
Because there is something cool about like there's just the heart of that. Like first years picture. ago, went to the Art of Star Wars when it was a touring exhibit. I saw that. It was San, great. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It was great, and you, that you can see all these things, the actual models. And there's something still so cool about saying viscerally, this existed. This was shot. This, this was seeing shot. the Pennzoil sticker on the Millennium Falcon. Yes, that was pretty awesome. Or that paint, the matte painting where there's an STP of the uh, all the stormtroopers lined up on the Death Star. And you can see, and well, they painted smiley faces, little yellow smiley faces on some, knowing that it would be too small for anybody to actually see. I love that stuff, and yeah. that's gone when you do when when it's all on camera. In, and it's just, memory. it just, you know, I mean, I, I think there is something too about the digital effects being so slick that people go, eh, there's yeah. nothing. You know, we, you know how they did it. It doesn't matter. Like I, I don't care to watch any. Right. DVD extras anymore about special effects because it doesn't matter. Oh, you did it a little slicker, yeah. but there's no... A bunch of shots of guys sitting in front of their computers. There's no new trickery to that. Yeah. Well, it's like you remember the, the making shout of out Star to Drew Wars Campbell, ones where they show the camera they built to take down into the oh, Death Star That thing. was awesome. Yeah. That was well, awesome. What about the thing when they just show a guy and he's got a little remote control box with triggers on it and he's going like... Well, and then you can buy those as toys. And it shows like somebody's face and his eyebrow lifts up and his... Those, I love watching that. Oh, the stuff. six guys inside of Jabba the Hut. Yeah, that's operating. what I always liked about, and I think it's changed now. Is you know that Tim Burton was really for a long time a staunch supporter of it's got to be an in-camera effect. You've got to be able to do it live on the set. Mm-hmm. And you watch Beetlejuice. I mean, and and that's how Michael Keaton used to describe being in a Tim Burton movie. It's like you go to the science fair, and there's that kid that has the really slick project, mm-hmm. and then you have the one that has all these lights and maybe some lava spilling over, and there's wires showing, and you can't, you're not really sure what it's supposed to accomplish, but it's so much more interesting to look at. Yeah, and I love looking at movies with weird. Like I think about Buckaroo Bonsai today, mm-hmm. realizing how amazingly movie. cheap. Those special effects are. Oh yeah. And at how many times I watched it before I realized, even when they wear like the when they wear the three D glasses that are actually like bubble wrap. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. Right. Draped out some. Right. Before I noticed that that's what they'd done because I was so caught up in the narrative and so, and right. how committed they were to the reality. They still get of this all world. tensed up when the rocket rocket car is about to hit the side of the mountain. And I mean, it's great. Yeah. You know, and that was done really cheaply, and it was done all live. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I like to see those kinds of movies. And Jeff Goldman and the. Cowboy outfit? Uh, as uh, New, New Jersey. Jersey. New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love The Avengers. Diddly, diddly. Yes. I wanted to get that as a text. Uh, I wanted to get the, the overthruster sound as a text message thing, but I could not find it. I got to get my copy of the DVD. I got to watch anyone out there listening that has the super, what's it called? The overthruster oscillator or something like that? or Yeah. If you can get that sound on an MP3 and email it to us, that'd be awesome. awesome. I have it. Um, Are you sure? I have the DVD. Does it have a separate? Excuse me. This is our sound engineer. He can because I've it. tried to pull it he from the film, it. and there's other sounds going on when it goes when uh, it does the thing. Okay. Perhaps we should try to contact uh, if there are any Blue Blaze irregulars out there. Listening, calling all Blue Blazer. Right I would either. love to get that as my text message sound. Yes. Because. All right. So the Oscar nominations for this week. Anything yes. that uh, is exciting to us? Your man Jonah Hill was nominated. A good friend of mine, personal friend was, of mine, uh, Jonah Hill. Does he know you by sight? Uh, I'd have to show him the pictures. Because you know maybe. what? He lost a lot of weight. He did, and he's probably not cool with me anymore. No, so. probably not. Uh, but a nominee for Moneyball, which is pretty impressive. I have to, I have to see that. Yeah, uh, I need to see that too. I have not seen Moneyball yet. Um, 
The movie I talked about last week it came out on DVD this week, and they were all excited. Real Steel got a nomination for Best Visual Effects. Oh, you know what? Which actually the robot, the visual effects in that movie were really great. And again, if you just want to watch giant robots fighting, that's your movie. That's okay. Although, you know what got snubbed? What got snubbed? Okay, first of all, explain to me how come in Best Original Song there's only two nominees. I don't understand how that happened. Because how is there not original songs in millions of movies, but... Because the, the they certainly song. nominated five that sucked before. Right. So the one that I thought got snubbed was the one from Captain America, the Spar Spangled <gasps> Man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I love that song. The whole reason they did that was to get an Academy Award nomination. Oh, and that sucked. How did that get not get nominated? The Star Spangled You know what did get nominated? Muppet was of a Man. Man or Muppet. Man or Muppet, which is not a bad song. It's not a great... It's but not it's a, not as cool as Spar Spangled Man. What was the other nomination? Man. Uh, exactly. No one cares. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's talking about, oh, horse. the Muppets are going to get it. And I think that's it. Everybody's like, yeah. this is the way the Muppets go in. No, you don't, you know. Well, you know, if it is the Academy of Motion Picture. Um, yeah, I don't know what the rules are for nominating. And maybe they just all the, said we're doing Muppets. The interesting thing that people haven't really noted, and I, I mean, I completely understand why this happened, is that this is the first year since the um, best animated feature uh, categories existed that a Pixar film was not. Nominated. Ooh. Whoa, snap. So who got snubbed on Pixar? Cars 2. Yeah, well, Cars which totally blew. Dang. It was terrible. <laughs> good. Um, but you got Rango, so, which yeah. is actually really that cool That was actually a movie. good movie. Um, Kung Fu Panda 2. Yeah. And uh, there's another, another DreamWorks uh, picture. And then two animated films I'd never heard of. Mm. Clearly, because right now I can't even remember the names of them. Mm. But I, I don't need, you know. But back to the song thing real fast. Yeah. What are they going to play throughout the awards thing, uh, you know, like well, they, they always do? They don't just play. They also show sit, uh, scenes. No, I know. Stuff. But yeah. you know how they always go? They take like a little break and go, here's, what's here's gonna our happen. next um, Here's what's uh, going to happen. Song. We're going to have three really bad original numbers. Like that Like that year that Rob Lowe Ooh. sang a duet of Proud Mary with Snow White on the wing of a biplane. While playing saxophone, are you just making this up? Right I now? am not. Oh, I wish okay. I was. YouTube it. YouTube it. Wow. It's there. It sounds awful. Horrific. Um, or that year that um, Hugh Jackman hosted and sang a tribute number to the musicals are back. Wow. Which was not true. Yeah. Uh, that hmm. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Hugh Jackman. Well, thank the, Oscars. The sets were all cheap. I love that number. That yeah, was that was, that that was uh, written by Dan Harmon. And uh, uh, but so. oh, the other thing too, though, real fast on that Manor Muppet song, did Jason Siegel write that song? I think he wrote the lyrics. So is hmm. he potentially getting an Academy Award? For wow! What? Oh, oh, cool. Brett, Brett McKenzie. Of who, What's your name, sir? Uh, Bill Hulset. Bill 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 Hulset. Said that the Brett McKenzie of the Flight of the Concords wrote that song. Awesome. Okay. And that's another elusive comics and games customer telling us where we're wrong. We like that. Animated, as far as animated movies go, um, Tintin was snubbed. Tintin oh, was snubbed. Yes. Excellent. Big time. Excellent movie. Yeah. Tintin was Liked Adventures of Tintin. Someone who actually paid attention to the announcements. Very good. Oh, no, I paid attention Spielberg to the announcements. I don't remember. Pissed. Yeah, he didn't get Best Director for War Horse either. The he War directed War Horse? Yeah. Although, Although he just produced it. Nope. He directed it. Wow. That was his big shot. Wow. And he, he directed uh, Tintin as well. He did direct, He directed yeah. it? Peter Jackson's going to direct the second one, and then Spielberg's going to direct the third one again. They're making We're wearing two the more. same hoodie he just put Oh, my gosh. Well, so separated at... Scotty Vest. At uh, Scotty Vest? Yep. What does that mean? It means it's got a lot of hidden pockets. 
where Scottish people live. Google it. Well, speaking of Google, it's time yes. for another trivia question. Go ahead. Ooh, this oh, one wait. is going to stump you both. Hang okay. on, Dan. I'm going to become the farm boy again. Go ahead. Yeah, that way it's All right. All right. Listeners at home, it's exactly. time to play If I don't know, it wasn't me. wasn't me. wasn't me. Get ready. It was my country cousin, Deke McCall. Go ahead. Get ready for your trivia question of my the minute. Call me I like the way you not only take it on verbally, but you actually change the way you look when you do that. That's pretty good. That's an actor that trait. I'm, I'm actually real good. All right. Here's What's your trivia about? question. Cast me, people. From the Crow comics. Oh. Ah, Jim O'Barr. Yeah. What was the name of the little girl the Crow met uh. and to whom he gave his fiance's ring? Oh, crap. Think Hard. And I did actually just read this like within the last six months. Did you? Be- well, because I got the you got the trade paperback, the anniversary edition. Oh, okay. So I reread it to see what was going on with it. Yes. All right. Listeners at I home are probably screaming I the answer. Still right didn't now. like the crow that okay, all that so, much, but I liked it better than so it the first time I read just it. Just guess. I can give you the three choices if you'd like. Oh, all right. I feel bad for okay. it. But go all ahead. All right. Here we go. go Your choices Cindy are. Lou who? Let's re- let's reread the question. I would love it if that's what they said. From the Crow comics, what was the name of the little girl the Crow met and to whom he gave his fiance's ring? Okay. Was it A, Samantha, B, Sherry, or C, Jessica? Give our listeners um, a second to chime in. Okay. And which one of you is going to go first? Here's, here's my logic. All right. Rick is going. Or I'm sorry. Derek is going. Deke is going. Deke. Sorry. Deke is going. Deke is going to say uh, Samantha because I think Sherry was the name of his fiance. I'm going to go Jessica. The correct answer here is Sherry. Oh, I'm Sherry. Perhaps there was something. <laughs> Sherry was the girl. A little disturbing. Swing and a swing and a miss. Well, that's all right. Deke and Rick. He'll be here all week. Totally messed up. You can De- listen. Deacon Rick. Deacon Rick. Those of you, you keeping score at home. We, we're going to start our own podcast, and then you are going to be irritated by me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. new. Ha ha! No. All right. Moving right along. All right. What back to. Uh, we talk about that. Uh, and of course, in February, we get Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And I don't think we've properly gotten excited about this. Should we get properly excited? I think we excited? did a little the bit. Commercials just- keep getting better. That is true. I think that well, I may, enjoy, I may enjoy for complete stupidity. I may enjoy it. I will say it again. I am interested because of the directors. Neville Dean and Taylor. Uh, yes. Those guys do some crazy action scenes. I think it's going to be crazy. It and sure maybe I will right. enjoy it because I didn't think that the first Ghost Rider was and crazy. I think I actually. Though God knows Nicolas Cage tried really hard to make oh, yeah. it crazy. Plus Idris Elba is in it. That's true. And he's yeah. a good actor. And oh, my gosh. He's got a British accent in it, I think. Or I think he's British. I think they've actually improved the Ghost Rider effect, too. I the think that's The skull true. and yes. hands and stuff looks looks much more like it does in the comic. And it really looks like there's a skeleton inside that. And they are suit. trying to claim that uh, Neville Dean Taylor gave an interview this week in which they said the now, now infamous uh, preview scene of go- the Ghost Rider urinating fire is not actually a special effect, but that's what Nicolas Cage does. <laughs> Uh, if he's peeing fire, and he that needs is, to get to a doctor uh, but, right away. But uh, it's Nicolas Cage. It could be. Uh, so <laughs> Why wow. wasn't I in that movie? <laughs> I find that bit on Saturday Night Live strangely funny. Yeah. It grows on you. <laughs> it, it, grows does, on. it does. It does. <laughs> um, and then uh, this week, Liam Neeson did confirm that he was on the set of The Dark Knight Rises. 
Interesting. Which means that perhaps we will indeed see a return of Ross. Actually, I think uh, Nolan never paid him for the first one, so that I think be. that's so why. Could be. I need so where's money. my money? Because that's exactly how Liam Neeson talks. No, give me my money. Well, he's a great actor. That's why he always talks in that British accent or whatever. Uh-huh. You the think there are no actual British people, don't you? But in the reality of it, they just go, oh, great, Bill's here. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Everyone's doing Camelot. Yeah. I like Camelot. Um, Give me my money. Okay. Okay. More uh, should we move to television? Before we do, give us a trivia question. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's. Because we're doing so well. It's all right. It's kind of fun. It's different. Listeners. Oh, came back. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, this is a good. This is going to stump you guys. All righty. I love it. All righty. All right, listeners at home, get ready. Here's your trivia question of the minute. Yeah. What comic featured the debut of the original Max? The original oh. Max. Think about it. Listeners oh, at home, no oh, Googling. Oh. oh I think Shout I it out into your computer if you know Max. it. The original Max. What comic? M-A-X. What comic? Is it X or XX? M-A-X-X. Yeah, I thought it was XX. Oh, The Max. The Max. The, oh, okay. I, I have a guess. All, All right. right. Wait, 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 wait. Rick's already buzzed in. Oh, he did. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. Spawn. Interesting. Do you have an issue number? No. Okay, but you're wrong. Okay. Uh, Derek? Okay, so it's got to be image. Um, Listeners at home, shout into your computer. We will hear you. Because I think it was a backup feature. I was. I do. Now that you say it, I do remember. And it, it, was, it had to have been a book I bought because I did have all the issues of the Max. Would you like the three choices? I would like the three okay. choices. Okay, here we go. You lose points for this, though. Here we go. I know. <laughs> is it A? Oh, the question the, is, what comic we, when featured? We, by saying, by the way, listeners at home, when Lon says we lose points, it means he's going to steal our fries at dinner. Okay, yes, go ahead. I know what he means. Uh, what comic featured the debut of the original Max? Was it A, salad. the Max number one? <laughs> B. Damn, it was a trick question, wasn't it? Oh, hell. B, Youngblood number three. Or C, Primer number five. Ooh. Listeners at home, this is your opportunity. Like the early 90s, the early primer? days of image are a blur. Can you spell primer? What's it? P-R-I-M-E-R. Primer. I'm going to have to go. Oh, is image Primer. I'm going to have to go with Primer number five. That is correct. Yeah, it is Primer so. number five. So it was like the, an anthology book? Yeah, they had an anthology book. Okay. The debut of the original Max. Okay. Nice. Okay. There you go. I had the action figure and a whole bag of is's I bought from right. McFarland Toys. There you go. I just had all the issues. Well, so what's you, on television? You have all the and, issues. And I, and I have the uh, the MTV um, special. Spe- uh, oh, no, series. The series. series. All right, hang on. Deke's gone. And now, back to television. And, Does uh, Deke only come out for trivia? Apparently. I'm going to try to keep Deke out. For oh, that Derek okay. does not take responsibility. Exactly. Uh, what if I don't know? Deke, Deke Who cares know. what Deke doesn't know? He mm. hasn't claimed to know anything yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So Makes eventually, sense. in about six months, he's going to get too big for his own britches. This mm. actually works for him at school, too. Okay. I may have to start doing that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, kids. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ask, Deke. Ask Deke. Ask Deke. He don't know. But, hey, we're going to have a good time anyway. All right. Uh, on television, animation this week. Because I don't know if we really... We animation this week or last well, this well, week? Well, we want to talk about two we animated had. series, and that's pretty much all I got. So yep. mm. tell me. Um, so Rick watched Archer. Archer I, Returned, which is a series I wanted to watch. I have not yet seen it. What yeah. nights is Archer on? Is it Sunday night? I believe it's Sunday it's night. Not Thursday? Late, it's late night, Sunday night. But I think it was Thursday night, and that's oh, what threw okay. me off. 
I just get it on the DVR. So, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. I've got. I watched it earlier today, and, and it's I only just sporadically say, on on demand. I could just say, you know, you got on that. That show is just so great, and you get such great voice acting, especially like Jessica. Walton. No, that really is one of the best voice acted animation. Or, yeah, you know, like, but the animation's so. Corny, flashy. But I, but just, I li- I'm, I'm okay it. with it. It's the, it's okay. the, the, the because voice it's acting. Because it's so funny. The voice acting sells it. It really just totally sells it. And so this this is the beginning of the third season of Archer, guest starring. And I hope he's not just for this one-ish episode. I think he's for all three of these. Burt Reynolds. And there, oh, I saw that on a commercial. There's just this one scene where Archer has a total man crush on Burt Reynolds and all his films. And there's this scene where he runs down a litany of all the Burt Reynolds films. <laughs> he misses he misses a couple, of course, but uh, which is really sticking in Rick's craw because yeah. he mentioned this to me over an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, well, how can you how can you miss stick? Um, I wish I did. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> It's just a great, great, great show. Great, uh, great spy spoof. Um, the characters keep developing. They keep on bringing out new things that you didn't know about them, and they continue. It's not like the sandbox cartoon show where everything gets reset for the beginning of the next episode. Right, right. It is, ongo- it is on. ongoing. Yes, uh, it's just awesome. Ongoing narrative. Yeah, I, 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 I can't say enough about that show. I don't want to spoil any of this I, for you. I do appreciate that because that show does make me laugh. Not as hard as the Venture Brothers, but those are two shows that I, you know, I oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely love. No, uh, just, just. Uh, the carryovers, carryovers from the previous season are, are are great. They're just right, and I'm really looking forward to this this upcoming season. All right, and the other revival, though it's a new animated series, but based on a live action film, uh, was Napoleon Dynamite. Mash? Oh, Napoleon oh, Dynamite the animated series. Good lord, it's coming. Oh, it's- that'd be awesome. No, okay. so you do Alan oh. Alda at that age again. Get Bill Hader. He could do the voice. I, that'd be creepily great. Yeah. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite on Fox. Uh huh. Um, loved it. Um, <sighs> first of all, I love the movie. So for me, it was a thrill to revisit these characters and actually kind of see them. You know, because in the first movie, it ends, but it's not like there's no real there's no resolution. Result. Sort of ends. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So it's almost like these characters are just gonna go back to their normal high yeah, school it was lives. Kind of a slice of life. It was cool. And uh, so basically, you get more adventures of Napoleon, Pedro, Kip, Uncle Rico. But they take it up a notch too. Yeah. Well, in yeah, weird, I've only watched the pilot so far. In so. a weird way, it's like Napoleon Dynamite meets <sighs> The Simpsons. It's kind of so yeah. like they get to that gag. Where you would see it in Napoleon Dynamite. It's almost like they follow the Napoleon Dynamite sensibility and then they step over that line almost in a like family guy, Simpson style yeah, well, kind of comedy. And I thought it totally worked. So I, I did like the uh, the Thunder Cone. The, the yeah, the Thunder. It was a Thunder Cone. Pioneer yeah. Fight Club. Yeah. UFC. Oh, but the, just the, but the whole purpose of him, you know, wearing his his uh, pimple cream or whatever, yeah. turned him into an animal or whatever. And yeah, and did then, you ever watch Clerks, the animated series? Uh, bits and pieces. It's yeah. the same kind of thing where they just they took the the previous characters and they 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 because they're animated, they can throw them into a lot more. But I also stuff. just thought overall, like the comic timing of it. Like I, I'd be curious to see if they found like 
similar Fox writers or that style because it really fits into the overall tone yeah. of that animation domination the dialogue, night. The dialogue is just... But it's, it's, it is the dialogue, but at the same time, it's the delivery on the jokes. Like, their timing is just... The, it just They set it up, nail it, boom, and there's this weird irreverent kind of thing that just pops up and you like... It makes you kind of laugh. They also include uh, Diedrich Baker. Is that his name? Yeah, he's uh, he comes back back as the, the the overzealous karate instructor or whatever. And uh, I thought it was just pitch perfect and awesome. Like, did you see? You saw the pilot, which was Thundercut. You didn't see the? Did you see both of them? No, I don't. Because the second one is like a love making or not love making, love matchmaking. Oh, like okay. one, and it's pretty exciting and pretty interesting. So yeah, I somehow missed getting that on my DVR, so I've got to go back and find it. Yeah, I wonder if it's on demand. I don't know, but um, yeah, it was hilarious, and you know that's funny. I, I mean, that's just the fact that it, they were able to capture the same magic. I think from the movie, so that was cool. Yeah, I mean, we got two two thumbs up on great animated uh, series right now. I think that's a great way to end the show. And I yeah. mean Archer and the other one? Yeah. yeah. And one oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. So oh, why don't we end the show okay. on one last trivia question? Okay. And don't forget, uh, write in for your chance to win the Letter of the Week prize award. Be honest about how many you got right. Oh, yeah. If you if you okay. were playing along and That's you good. got a couple right, write us in and tell us which ones you got easily, which ones stumped you, or just write out about anything else you liked. Okay. All right. Now, that one you is too easy. You know that one. Oh, this will be a good one. Okay. For This is for the Zorlax. This is a good one to end on. Okay. The villain Thanos, or is it Thanos? I never Thanos. know. Thanos. The villain Thanos. Is it Thanos or is it Thanos? Could you just add Okay. The, the villain Thanos made his first appearance in what issue of Iron Man? I don't know, but I know who the, the the villains were with with that issue. That's not what I'm asking. The villain Thanos made oh. his first appearance in what issue of you, Iron Man? Okay, uh, I can't tell you the issues off the top of my head, but you, would you like the choices? It's the Blood Brothers are the villains that lead into the Thanos I don't know. story. I don't Here know. are the choices. Okay, is so. it issue number thirty-five? No. Issue number forty-five, or issue number fifty-five? Thirty-five, forty-five, fifty-five. I, I don't know. Listeners I'm, at home, don't Google. I'm going to guess 55. The correct answer is Iron Man 55. That is correct. Nicely done. Well done. Iron well Man done. 55, the first appearance. All right. That was a great series, and I can't remember who was doing the art on it, but it was just well, awesome. And the, to introduce that whole... Uh, space banning thing in Iron Man just came out of left field. Cool. Now, if stuff. you'd like comic trivia as part of your Fanboy Planet podcast experience, write in and let us know, and we'll continue to do it. And do that at editor at fanboyplanet.com. Till then, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. I'm Quizmaster Lon Lopez. And I'm Stumped Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers only for good. Trivia. that didn't you recorded what exactly and thanks once again to the great luke ski for use of his music in this podcast visit luke ski at www.lukeski.com all right all right all right